Welcome to The Spill Podcast. We know you're obsessed with creating your own success in your own way, and you know you've got more. More to earn, more to experience, more to create, and more to give. And you're right. You just need to know some of the pieces and the moves to make. The conversations are real, honest, funny, and hopefully valuable. Away from the filters, the reels, and having to have the perfect script. We believe in opening the door for the next woman, helping guide you with conversations and exceptional guest speakers, spilling truths, tools, and guidance to help you expand your own expression of success. And knowing that when you do, that's when the good stuff the world needs more of happens. Laughs and explicit language are almost always guaranteed. Let's spill. Howdy doody. Okay, ladies, today we are going to have a chat about this whole thing called time and management. Uh, it comes up a lot, a lot in uh, conversations with the women that we work with. Um, and you know what? I've got a, mm, I don't love the term time management. I more lean towards, it's about time prioritization, time optimization, even energy optimization. And we'll, we'll talk about this in a bit, but I know, um, you know, me sitting here and saying, what, what's that cute quote? It's something around, um, it gets thrown in, in your face a fair bit. Uh, Beyonce has 24 hours in a day and look at what she does. Don't even get me started with that one. Because one, it's just, I, I mean, I get it. I get the point behind it, but I don't think it's very helpful. And I, I really want to be helpful. <laughs> so instead of just posting up that quote, which I don't think is going to give you the answers that you need, it didn't give me the answers I needed. Um, I want to talk through one, some shifts that we have to make with how we think and value our time, but then two, some tangible uh, actions, tangible things that we can put in place that I know have just helped me. And I know they continue to help me, especially when, because I am guilty of this too, when I find myself just in distraction mode and I'm just like, what even was that day, right? There's certain things where I'm like, ooh, I have stopped implementing those things and I'm going to give you, give them to you so that you can start implementing them. And I'm going to make sure that I continue <laughs> to implement them. Um, but, you know, I guess a lot of the time what's coming up in conversations I have, and maybe this is you, just be honest, uh, it's I don't have the time or I don't know where I will fit that in. Uh, I can't find the time. I'm just so busy. Right. And I think that we've kind of somehow we developed this society where there's a status symbol in being busy. And maybe I can only speak for myself. I remember having this. This is something I've had to kind of unlearn and let go of and change how I feel about it because um, I always thought I had to be so busy. I had to be the hardest worker. And often I think, you know, if we're not, Maybe that hurts our ego. Maybe that means we're not as important. Maybe that means we're not doing enough. The reality is all it does is, is keep us in busy, busy, busy. And eventually we get completely washed out, wiped out, tired, and we lose all the motivation. Um, and you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I know for me personally, uh, I had this belief, which I figured out <laughs> later in life, uh, I wish I had figured it out earlier, but you know, it was a belief in some parts really helped me and in other parts were just 
was simply unhelpful. And it was this belief of if it's not hard, you're not worthy of the result. And this came from my parents because growing up and my parents still are the hardest workers I know. They taught me work ethic. They taught me sacrifice, what it looks like. And I thank them for that. Like truly, that was the positive side of it. However, what I also made that, made that mean was if you're not busy, if you're not working hard, if it's not hard, then you're not worthy of the results. And that's simply not true. Well, I don't, I don't um, lean into the truth of that anymore. Let's say that. So let's, um, let's talk first about the shifts to make. So really to make a powerful change in the way that you use your time, it's about going from the old way of seeing time, which is may maybe still how you see it, like how it is currently for you, into a new way. So the old way are things like this, allowing others to influence your time usage. You can answer that pretty quick. Do you do that? Yes or no? Maybe not even understanding the value of your time. And I mean to the numbers, like how many hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars is it worth per hour? Do you even, do you have a number on your time, the value of it? Maybe you allow others to waste your time. Like, do you stay in a conversation, in a situation um, to be liked, you know, because their needs are more important than yours? I don't know. Um, does it ever feel like maybe the days, the weeks, the years, it, it rolls by and you just, you feel so busy and then it's looking up to breathe and you're like, what? I am nowhere much. <laughs> it feels like I've been so busy and I haven't really accomplished anything. There's no real direction going on here. Maybe procrastination rules your life. This is a big one. If procrastination is ruling your life and you are just distracted by activities that don't even really matter. They're big signs that you're using time and just thinking of it in such an old way. Um, and also a system or, or a schedule, like knowing where your time is going. Do you give intention to it? Because the new way, like where we need to really start making the shift and thinking about it is that you do control the usage of your time you begin to value your time, yes, down to a number. There's a um, uh, something that I was taught, it's called the 1920 rule. And basically all it is is this, ask yourself right now, how much do you wanna earn in the next 12 months? How much do you wanna earn? I hope you've got that number in your head right now. If you don't, we've got a problem, we're gonna start there. But you have that number. And then the 1920 rule is this, it's 40 hours times 48 weeks. That's how we get 1920 based on even the old way of working because it's probably a lot more now, but divide how much you want to earn in the next 12 months by 1920. And that is how much every hour is worth to you. And even just that, like, I hope you can see that number. And then the next decision you make, it could be a different one. Maybe look at your week this week and go, but is that worth that? Is it really worth that? It's about understanding every, every single moment that we have is precious. You know, even you listening to this, what are we, six, seven minutes in, you're not getting this back. And so I thank you for giving your time to me because it is the most precious uh, resource that you have. But sometimes, you know, I think too often we live like we're not going to die. And we are, and I don't mean to be morbid, <laughs> but I just want to make a point. You know, it's about no longer just wasting time on activities that don't take you closer to your ideal life because we're 
always, always either moving closer to or further away from what it is that we really want. That's it. You know, we've got to minimize procrastination as well and recognize when it really appears and focus on the results rather than the busyness. This is the difference. Focus on the results rather than the busyness. Focus on the things that are going to move that needle. And that's a skill. That's understanding what actually will as well. You know, understanding the importance of activities. Um, and really being effective with our time as in scheduling it and then having integrity behind it. Following through with that schedule with what we say we're going to do with our time. That's, that's the first big shift. You know, old way of thinking about time to new way of thinking about time. The second big shift is this, because if you're struggling with, let's say time management, I prefer time priority. Uh, I always say it's actually best to first look at our energy, our energy management, because what if it's not a time problem? And I'll give you, a, I'll give you an example, because if I gave an hour to someone to uh, produce a certain result, a certain activity, if they come and they have energy and they have alertness and they have ideas and they, they feel good about themselves and they're confident and they're, they're just ready to go, they've still only got that one hour versus someone else, I give them an hour, but they're tired. They're highly stressed. They've got, like they're riddled with anxiety. They're exhausted. They just got not much in the tank. It's the same hour, but I guarantee it's gonna be very different production in that hour. And so I just wanna to say to you, hey, absolutely, just ask yourself, is this a time problem or is this an energy problem? How am I feeling? Because if I only have so much time, it's what I can do in that time. And being the best version of yourself, being the most healthiest, vibrant person you can be, getting your body on board with what it is you wanna do, is the first thing to shift for sure. Because the energy or our energy can directly affect what we do in the time that we have. We, we cannot forget that. So a question to ask yourself and, and write this down is what gives you energy? That's question one. Question number two is what drains my energy? And just a side note to this as well is let's think about the things that directly affect our energy. It's baseline stuff. Like even just starting with baseline stuff, what's going into your mouth, what's going into your ears, <laughs> what is going into your eyes, right? So your environment, you know, what does it look like where you work, where you do your creative stuff, where you have your family time, where you do the things that are important to your life? What does that environment feel like and look like? You know, what are you putting into your body? Does it help your body thrive or does it deplete it? And then what are you putting into your ears? If we change our inputs, we change our outputs. So these are the things that just directly affect our energy. So something to really think about. Okay, shift number three is efficiency versus effectiveness. So think about um, even urgency versus importance. So urgency is this, and this is where so many of us can get caught up in. I'm guilty as well. It works on you. It calls for instant action. It devours our energy and it makes us a slave, right? It works on us. That's urgency. But importance is you work on it. So it's rarely done, right? But it gives us control. It makes us the masters. And we need to move from just operating in urgency 
to actually doing the things that help us operate in the importance zone. We really do. So think about this. Efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. So in, uh, I think it was in the last podcast I did, I spoke about efficiency being one of the levers uh, for moving from employed to self-employed. Like what are the things to squeeze the juice out of our time while we're, we're trading it in? While we have to sell our time to earn, what do we need to do, right? Well, if you're in a job, you actually do need to be doing things efficiently because you want to get your time back right? You want to be so efficient. So then you have time left in the tank to do the things that you need to do to create your own business and your own income. However, when you're there now, it's about being effective. It's not about doing all of the things. It's about doing the right things based on what you say you want, based on what you say you're creating, based on who you say you are. And that's the difference. So just moving from efficiency to effectiveness. Okay. So they're, they're the three shifts that I think can really help us um, just understand time usage, but also how we see our, our time, how we start prioritizing and also our energy. Because it just, like I said, it may not be a time problem. What if it's an energy problem? You know, so knowing what drains you, knowing what gives you energy, super, super important, especially if you're at the phase, you know, as you start your own business, as you start doing your own thing, the things that drain you, the things that are unimportant, they're the first things that you're going to delegate off. So just side note, it is really important to do this and understand these things. So as you grow, you will then know, okay, they're the first things that need to go. <laughs> oh my God, literally a poet. <laughs> Did not even mean that, but I hope, um, you know what, after this, I'm going to send this uh, and I am going to get them to cut just that section so I can send it to my partner who obviously never listens to my podcast and just let him know how talented I am as a poet. Oh, okay. Um, where are we? Let's go. Let's go tactical level. So th these are more the things of what can we apply? Okay. Now, if you have been in any of my trainings, like if you work with us in Women's Wealth Method, I'll always come back to this first one when time stuff is coming up. Um, it's called Pomodoro Technique. And if you haven't heard of this, go and Google this. I'm going to explain it quickly for you. But I am telling you, ladies, every time I notice myself in that spiral of destruction because I'm just being distracted by things that don't even matter, I'm going to the fridge too often, going to the toilet when I don't even need to, <laughs> like whatever it is, then I go, Nick, you need a lock-in Pomodoro technique. Why did you even stop? So I, literally, I need to do this this afternoon when I finish this podcast and I get into a couple of hours of work. It makes me so effective. Absolutely. So Pomodoro technique is you have to identify one task, just one, because ladies, uh, multitasking, uh, us being good at it and it being an asset is a total myth. Did you know it actually takes us up to 22 minutes to refocus on something when we when our focus is taken from it? And it also drops our IQ. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have much in the tank. I don't need to drop that. I do not need to drop my IQ. So no, do not multitask. You pick one task and that is it. Then you set a timer for 25 minutes. Now, you must work on that task for the full 25 minutes with no distractions. 
You can't get up and go to the loo. You can't answer the door. If someone's there, if the postman's there, the postman can wait or he will just leave it there for you because it is 25 minutes, no distractions. When the alarm, when the alarm sorry, signs, uh, signals off, should I say sounds, not signs. Um, when the alarm sounds after 25 minutes, then you take a five minute break. You just repeat this three times. Then after you've repeated it three times, that's when you can take a longer break. That's like a 30 minute break uh, and then to start again. And obviously you can do that as many times as you need to. So even if you've got an hour, two hours of a work uh, period, this is what I'd be implementing. Trust me, actually message me once you've done this and tell me the difference it makes. Tell me how much more focused you feel, accomplished you feel, how much more you get done, how much, like the distractions just literally will be gone because there's something about setting that timer and committing to that time frame and waiting until the buzzer goes off that you don't go off anywhere. You just focus on that task. So Pomodoro technique is the bomb. Okay. The next thing is, uh, and you, you may have heard of this, you know, optimize, automate, delegate, like everything is a system really. And often we are the only ones that know how to do that system. <laughs> and then we think we're the ones that have to do everything. And it's like, yeah, because you haven't taught anyone to do it. <laughs> and this could, gosh, maybe it could be from being a mum. Um, it could be from doing things in your business, doing things at work, day-to-day -day stuff with your partner. Maybe he actually does not know how to unpack the dishwasher. Like that could be real. I hope not, but you never know. Um, so the key to this is to first, well, to be able to optimize it, we'd first have to document the exact process. And I remember when I um, was working in coaching um, with businesses and I was, I was learning from them all, like the actual, the business coaches, and they would say to the business owners, they would say to them, um, you have to teach it like you're teaching a five-year-old. And this is everything from opening up your business to closing the doors. Like you have to write it down and teach it like they're a five-year-old. And that's sometimes what we have to do. So if there's too much happening in your life, you need to look at what can you optimize, right? And that's about how can you actually just do it better? How can you do it more efficiently, more effectively? How do you optimize that and do it better? And sometimes it's just asking the question, oh, how could I? How are other people doing this so much faster, simpler, shinier, <laughs> whatever it is? Automate. Right, so were there things, and look, I am guilty of this. I am so bad at tech. My partner, last year, because I didn't have my calendar hooked up with my appointments, I'd just, I'd manually pop them in. And he's just like, how, how do you run online businesses and you don't have it connected up? I said, I don't know, I've just been doing it right. Because so often until, until someone kind of shatters our awareness and goes, are you kidding? Like, Nicole, get your shit together. You kind of go, well, this is just my normal. But then you realize, well, your normal is kind of stupid and kind of sucks, <laughs> right? So there's things where, and still today I have to because I'm not the tech person, but there's things that if it's automated, so if there's a process that's done over and over and over again, but it doesn't necessarily need you doing it over again, maybe you could do it once and then that's put on repeat, um, maybe there's an automated system to put in place, right? So we're thinking automation here. And then the third one is delegate. So who else could do this? 
But in doing that, you can't just tell people, you, you really have to show people from the start. So just think of a five-year-old. Um, okay, third thing, third thing that's really tangible is called the top five system. This will triple your productivity. I have zero doubt in that. Ask yourself right now, do you know what your top five priorities are for tomorrow? Most people do not. And then they wonder why they wake up, the world hits them, the outside world's in control of them being the notifications, the TV, you know, the emails, all the rest of it. It's in charge of you versus you being in charge of it because you simply don't know your priorities. And then as soon as that gets taken away, it's just like this spiral of confusion and overwhelm for the day. But if all you do is help your brain out, <laughs> help your brain help you. And so every night, right before your head hits the pillow, you must know your top five priorities. Give yourself some clarity so that you don't wake up wasting time and being caught in confusion. Let your, your brain start working for you overnight while you sleep. I know that sounds weird, but it's true, right? If you give it intention, if you give it clear direction, so just your top five. I'm not saying you must do them, right? Let yourself off the hook. This is a separate conversation about managing our feelings and what we make our standards mean. Uh, but know them, know them, help your brain come on board and help it help you. So before you go to bed tonight, write down pen to paper, what are your top five priorities and continue to do that for the next week and then don't stop. Okay. Uh, number four, kind of actually what we we're just speaking about tech, like we need to be in charge of it. I noticed recently, uh, that, I, again, was going to my phone way too early before I'd done my workout, before I'd done the things that I'd promised myself. This is not good for me mm -mm. because that affects a lot of things. Honestly, it's, you know, confidence is really following through with your own word to yourself. And so when you say, oh, I'm going to be doing this in the morning and then something else like technology takes your attention. To me, that's just that's not OK. So I just noticed that I was out of whack. But most of the time, just think about it. You know, as I said, it's like the outside world notifies you before you notify yourself. So be in charge of it. Turn the notifications off, right? Because everything your brain catches, it has to process. And that starts depleting energy from get-go. And like I said before, don't task switch. That's another thing. Stop task switching. So we need to Im implement Pomodoro technique uh, because not good for our IQ and waste up to 22 minutes. It literally takes that time to fully re-engage with something. So we're gonna stop the task switching. Um, last one, which I think could help, and this goes back to how to better use your energy, is please go back to that question. What gives me energy then? What drains my energy? It's so important to know this because you want to do your high value tasks. The high value tasks are the, the ones that are actually important, right? The, the big rocks. You want to do them in peak energy and clarity time, right? Then you want to do the low value tasks, the ones that don't take much energy and don't move the needle that much. Do them in low energy downtime, right? Like maybe when you're chilling out watching something on TV. Awesome. That's when we're going to do the emails. 
Um, the other thing that you could do that has helped me is kind of theme my days. And it could be days, it could be hours, it depends how you work. But again, it's like we don't want to task switch too much because it does drain our energy. But there could be more management and admin type days and that's where the energy and focus goes. And then on the other days, it could be more, you know, creator, maker, because that's a whole different way of being and a whole different list of, of actions that you'll be taking. So that is my last um, hack, or should I say tactical action and move to really help you with this time thing. Uh, but I hope some of these shifts and hacks can really help you ladies. You know, time is one of our most precious resources that we have. And sometimes, like I said, I think too often, and I can be guilty of this, we live like we're not gonna die. We are, <laughs> we've got to squeeze the juice out of this thing. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for making our community what it is as well. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with others. Until next time, drink the wine, have a laugh, learn the thing, do the thing and be the woman you know you are. Make sure to stay connected and let's keep the conversations going. Cheers.